Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What a podcast. By us. I'm living my best life, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Sergio Aguero scored some goals. Wolves were wonderful. And Kabiak Bonlahor knows my name. Good to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Speller. The dogs and the bitches are here. Luke Moore, Pete Donaldson and Jim Campbell. I'll let you decide, ladies and gentlemen, which one falls into which category. I was going to ask you which one I am. Uh, Definitely a dog. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Can I be a bitch? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're Marcus's bitch. Uh, Steady. And the jury is still out on Jim. Now, uh, in the uh, in, in the in the weekend, on the weekend, there were some wonderful Premier League happenings. Unless you supported various clubs like Arsenal or, or Everton, of course, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of those games right now. Um, Sergio Aguero with another hat trick. Mm. My giddy aunt, he gives Manchester City a lot of cutting edge. Sergio Aguero has now scored nine hat tricks since Manchester United last scored one. Is that right? Wow, yeah. that's a lovely. He's got stat, ten yeah. overall, one behind Alan Shearer in the Prem. Mm. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mad props to uh, football365.com. Mad props. Excellent stat. You don't remember yeah. who it was, was it? Wayne Rooney? I can't it? remember. No, I don't, I don't, in fact, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think the uh, the statistic mentioned it. Was it's irrelevant, it, Marcus. It is irrelevant, <laughs> yeah. Because it's not contained <clears throat> in the statistic. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Sergio Guerrero is so good. It's The best thing about him is he just doesn't fuck up ever. You know what I mean? He's yeah. so reliable. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you can really hang your hat on him when it comes to, you know, because <laughs> the best players absolutely Whiff one wide every now and again, but he <laughs> doesn't one. have that in his. He yeah. just doesn't have that in his locker. He's also, so prolific. The really impressive thing about him as well is that he's he's improved under Guardiola, and he's been at City for a long time. Yeah. You know, he's not resting on any any laurels. He's still looking to get better, and he looks as good as he's ever been. He's one of the best strikers in. in you would go as far to say the history of the top flight in England. I know we always talk Absolutely. about the Premier League, and absolutely, the, and, and understand that, but you have to broaden it far wider than that into the history of the top flight in England, and. It's one of those ones, isn't it, where when Messi does something great or Cristiano Ronaldo, you think, like, should we bother mentioning it because we know? And you think, no, no, you have to because that is just negligent and it's just unfair on the man himself. And Aguero, yes, of course, uh, one of them came off the arm and uh, and another one was a bit of a tapping and so yeah. on. I mean, they were all from, like, yards out. Exactly, yeah. But But, of course, like I said, so much flipping cutting edge he gives them. I mean, it, it's... When you have cities sort of, I mean, they weren't brilliant against Arsenal. I might add, but it was a good result. But yeah. when you have that build-up play, when when Aguero's on form like that, it's it ma- he makes it look very easy getting into those positions. But as we all know, for a striker to lose his marker like he does so well, to read the game and so on, it's just always on the move, isn't it? Phenomenal it's yeah. to keep up with him. His work rate is, is fantastic. When you saw the team that Guardiola had put out, you meant, I, I was thinking, oh, he's doing it again. He's going, he's going because of what happened in the most recent game. He Too is, much tinkering. Yeah, he's gone completely through the looking yeah. glass. I don't know what we're going to get. An odd. And, and for the first half, it, it was fairly... I mean, I know they scored early, but their, their passing seemed a bit off. They mm. seemed a bit sort of not quite at the racing. I know what you mean. But they managed to shake that off. Uh, and obviously, I mean, maybe brushing Arsenal aside is a bit a bit harsh on Arsenal. But They did have half an hour to go. I thought more goals were uh, in the offing, mm. personally. Sure. And what it did do was to serve as a reminder of the actually... Far be it for me to criticise an Emery because I think he's doing okay and I think he's a good manager. But what it served as a reminder of, I think, is 
just that Emery's fighting against changing a culture, really. Yeah, He's yeah, having yeah. to change a culture of a club. Oh, yeah. And it's not easily done. Sometimes it can be easily done, uh, depending on the circumstances. You could argue that at Old Trafford, Solskjaer has changed the culture, but that's from a, in a very different situation. If you look at Arsenal's record away against the big six, I mean, it's absolutely appalling. Yeah, it's, 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 it's dreadful. And, and it's going to take Emery a, a decent amount of time to change that culture, give them the structure, give them the confidence, and actually, as, as well, give them the players, particularly at the back, to to be able to compete in, the, in these types of games. Yeah, I think there's there are some, what I would call, stylistic growing pains at Arsenal. Because if you look at the, the way the team have been playing lately, not really much of a clear, coherent style. It's all very bitty and not particularly um, attractive to watch. And also, you know, the, the defence is, uh, is, is just an issue that everyone knows that Arsenal need to work on that. Obviously, Emery comes with a reputation as someone who's very good at instilling that sort of discipline and making improvements in that area. And it's sort of, it's slipped a little bit. And I think a lot of that is to do with personnel. I mean, Mustafi got away with a big one in the first half when he just bundled Sergio Aguero over in the box. And like, I think that's at 1-0. Like, that is a disastrous decision. And I, I just look at him as a player, and I know I talk about him a lot, but I think like, if you put him in Fulham's defence, would it improve them? I don't think it would. I, mean, I, I would improve. Yeah. <laughs> that was a poor example. But, yeah, no, no, but that's the well, worst example. No, I, I don't think it is because... I know what you mean, More Jim, I know often what you than mean. not, something like that happens yeah. in a game and Mustafi doesn't get away with that and he, he, he's directly responsible yeah. for a goal. Mm. And, it's, and it's a huge problem. The, the biggest mismatch of the game at the back for Arsenal was Lichtsteiner, right? Who, mm. who paired up against... against um, <laughs> Raheem, Raheem you, you don't want yeah. that when you're 35 years no, old. No, and, and, and that that is sort of indicative of of the of the of the problem Arsenal have at the moment because, on one hand, all being well, Lichtenstein wouldn't play in this game. No, you're not going to play him in a game away from home against Man City unless you absolutely have to. Mm. But of course, they do have to because yeah. they've got um, personnel issues. And I can understand what someone like Lichtenstein will bring to a team. And we talked about this at the start of the season. He's a winner. He's done everything in the game. He's clearly going to be of benefit around around the dressing room. But unfortunately, I think mm. maybe it was underestimated how quickly he's fallen from grace in terms of being able to compete at the very well, highest his level. His pace, isn't it, is the, is the real issue. Yeah. Coming from, from Italy to the Premier League at that age is, you know, it sounds a bit of a cliche, but it is an incredibly fast physical league. And that's the wrong game for him as well. He would never have, in, in, a, in an ideal situation, have been earmarked for, a, for, for Man City away. You but know? also, and also well, playing at Juventus. Aside yeah. the, the, the the serial winners, you know, mm. playing as you say in, in, into your thirties in that side in that league. But it's also a... the players around him, Marcus, as yeah. well. I think yeah, yeah, Mustafi yeah. playing alongside him. You've already talked about him. Why be playing in front of mm. him? Who isn't wouldn't be known as the most diligent of defensive sort of players in that situation. And you've got play. I mean, I understand that Laporte was playing out of position at left back, but you've got Sterling there, who's just a flying machine and is one of the best creative players in the league. Silver sort of ostensibly starting on the left but moving around all over the place. Mm. It's very difficult for them. So, <laughs> Blimey, and, yeah. and and Emery's got a big job on his hands to 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 change the culture of how they approach these games and also give them the confidence to, sh- mm. to show that they can compete because very, very difficult against a team of yeah. that quality, isn't it? Well, Lacazette and Aubameyang are both excellent strikers who didn't really get a sniff and you've, you've just got to get them involved a bit And more. it's a shame because Fernandinho starting centre-back, Yeah, you think to yourself, he's not used to that position. Yeah, it's an opportunity at least to, you know... Yeah, not necessarily... I'm not saying that he, he necessarily would, I would but imagine. It stands out, He does it? stand something out. something you try to I mean, Fernandinho it. going centre-back... To me, it would be reminiscent of, say, Mascherano going back yeah. centre-half. You just think to yourself, this he'd probably do a job. However, let's find out. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Unfortunately. Let's at least ask a question yeah, exactly. or two. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what you've got there, big yeah. lad. Um, Guardiola said he and his players spoke a lot after the loss at Newcastle. I suppose you would really, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> after that. But he said his players are at their best when they know what they have to do. Now, obviously, he's talking about the... The, the sort of the general winnings and, and so on and so forth. Uh, Liverpool play tonight. Um, it's a after, tricky old fixture tonight. I, I can't see. Away at West, West Ham aren't playing very well. No, but I, I, they're what they're two points ahead of uh, Manchester City. They at the top are. Of the table. You sort of a funny one as well, aren't they? Because they pull a good performance out of the bag sometimes, just mm. from nowhere. Yeah, I after that performance against Arsenal, I think to myself what we were talking about the other week when we were saying. That Liverpool, or I was saying, Liverpool. Every home game is going to be nervy, and mm. so on. And I, th- I think that's right. Whereas now, after Manchester City moments in that game, I wonder if their nerves will start to creep in as well. And and Guardiola, after that Newcastle loss, they suddenly realise, oh, oh, can we get beaten off everybody? I don't know. It's a fascinating one. I'm so glad we've got a proper title race. I mean, mm. who knows? In in a month's time, it may not be. But Newcastle pulling the strings, exactly the kingmakers. <laughs> you could argue. Son they've whacking def- one in from distance. They've definitely got a performance against a big team in them. West Ham. They beat Man United, of course, and um, 
And so, uh, or they so, beat Arsenal if you wanted to extend yeah, it slightly. Good against AFC Wimbledon. So <laughs> <laughs> they were not great. Um, but uh, what about Arsenal? Going back to them briefly, Manchester United their, their winning streak continued. Of course, Iguain is now banging in the goals at Chelsea, albeit yeah. home to Huddersfield. But he's got a couple, a couple of crackers. Do you think Arsenal are going to? miss out potentially on the top four maybe even top five it would be a great shame if, for them of course if they finished six it's a distinct possibility yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it I mean you know you can point to injuries perhaps too much at times but that has been a factor but again it is, it's those growing pains that I'm talking about before I feel like Arsenal lack a bit of direction yeah. and that as we said that that winning streak masked a lot of deficiencies and it that has unraveled since then you know mm-hmm. they, they need to try and go back on another run and it you wonder where it's going to come from at the moment. Obviously, the Ozil situation as well. Like, I mean, they didn't have a shot in the second half, and you've got such a creative player on the bench. Like, surely just do what's best for the club and 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 figure out those differences. Do you yeah. think Ozil should play? I don't know if that game would have been yeah, the best one for him, but you can't. But you, you can't just not play him at all. Surely, a player of that quality. It's, yeah, it's I, a I think, weird situation. I think it's almost a tricky one to, to, to work out because on one hand you've got the football side of it clearly he's a really gifted player and he yeah. can unlock a defence and he'll do something for you on the other hand if the, if the manager coming into the club fresh has set his stall out and drawn a red line mm. he can't really be seen to go back on that red line because as soon as he does that the senior players just won't have him anymore. but there's a way that you can um, that you can bring that player back behind the red line in a in a but it's going to involve way. Ozil doing something he's never done in his entire career before. Yeah, well, apparently Ozil is is, is putting the work in in training. That's the mm. the work the, the word that's sort of coming out of the sources at the club, um, and and it still still remains an issue. But I just feel like if you're chasing that game, you're two one down even, and you're not you know you're creating nothing. Why not throw him on? You're losing it anyway. He's yeah. got, he's got a better chance of unlocking a defence than anyone. It just seems because um, you're going to get you're going to be in danger of getting rinsed, and the, and the teams are so. Um, are so close in terms of points. One thing Arsenal have got in their favour over Man United just is they've got a be- slightly better goal difference. But mm. like your original question about the top four, Arsenal came sick last season with 63 points and they've got 47 points at the moment. So those teams are taking an awful lot of points this year, mm. those top six. And it's going to be a, a battle right to the end. Mm-hmm. Now, Arsenal should exceed that, that points total this season. Yeah. But... Of course, six teams doesn't go into four, so mm-hmm. two teams are going to have to miss out. Well, they are. Or the Champions League is going to have to give another two get places. Get bigger, get at, bigger. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, and of course, uh, the Mourinho getting sacked was dreadful for Arsenal. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Though dreadful. I still very much enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> In the moment, you liked it. Yeah, yeah. didn't we all? Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Everton. They were booed off at Goodison oh, Park. Yeah. Marco Silva is <laughs> under pressure. He understands why he's under pressure. He's making me look a mug is what he's doing. He really is. <laughs> yeah. They're ninth having won just three of their last 12 league games. Not having a good time. I, I fancied them to do quite well at the start of the season, largely because of him and some of the personnel they've got. Now, they're ninth, so not dreadful. Yeah. But you you do expect a bit more. What, can, yeah, what, what can they realistically aim for, do you think? Uh, well... They would they would want to be where the the side who beat them there wolves. Yes, I think wolves right. are only what five points yes. ahead of them. So yes. so it, it's possible to to turn that round. But I think it, there was a stark contrast contrast in the performance. Like yeah. wolves stretched the play so well. No, they were brilliant. a joy to watch when they when they make the pitch seem absolutely massive and and uh, and and do what they do. But I think as you've alluded to there, wolves despite how surprising their season is in a way. Newly they are, side they are what Everton should be aiming at. They should be aiming at that part of the, the best league. Best of the rest, and that as sort of performance, absolutely. And mm. they were just way off at home as well. Yeah, I think that's it. I think if Everton were distinctly the kind of seventh, maybe even eighth best side in the league, and you could still argue that, So, which is why I think that's mm. perhaps what you're saying, Luke. It's perhaps not the disaster and whatnot that people are suggesting. Well, the biggest problem for Silver in this result is just that Wolves are a promoted team. And and wolves are it's easy to forget that wolves are an outlier in this. Mm. Wolves are not like any other promoted team of the last however many years. I mean, they they they've come into the Premier League with a fully realised, planned out um, mode of attack. They want to achieve this by this year, this by that year, and this by that year. They've got everything in place. They've got the money. They've got the agents lined up to sign players, and they're a very very good team. Um, they're probably gonna they probably will come. You'd think between seventh and tenth this season, as you would think they would yeah. finish top up, and and they they are vying with Everton now. Whether Everton fans like this or not, given what's happened at Everton's at Everton over the last couple of years, Everton and Wolves are essentially rivals at the moment. I don't think it's realistic. To, I'm not trying to say it's just to defend Marco Silva because I do think Marco Silva has got some flaws that I've mentioned that mm-hmm. that, that he 
he doesn't. He's not pragmatic enough. He doesn't change it enough against the big teams. Doesn't he's smiling. Hands, quiet, and he hands his he hangs his players up dry. I think with some of the formations he picks, but they're the, they're the same level as Wolves at the moment. Just because Wolves are promoted, I don't think this is a hugely surprising result. No, they've had some they've had some poor results though. I think Everton. I mean, they're what thirty three points Arsenal on forty seven. It's a big gap. I mean, yeah. really, I think if if Wolves were Sorry, if Everton, you look at just just off the top of my head, reading through some of the results, I, they should be near a forty or on forty mm. by yeah. now. They've just, lost four of the last six. Yeah, and 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 some of them, it's just been a bit sloppy, and it's because of the um, differences at the uh, each end of the table. There's a lot of other sides who are uh, lower, like Newcastle. You know, if that, if they didn't have that owner, they'd be further up. Mm. Uh, you know, there's other sides down there, and I think Everton are quite fortunate that there is a big pack of teams distinctly below them who aren't doing very well at the moment yeah and, and I think actually sorry to yeah, butt no, in there right. but I think the problem is that um, I think they almost take that for granted because Everton are, they're too soft aren't they they don't seem to sort of work hard enough to be hard to beat yeah. mm. they're not a team that's hard to beat and that, perhaps that comes from that sort of complacency, kind of complacency of, yeah. exactly yeah. of knowing that but that is also partly what I said a second ago which is Marco Silva's formation at mm. times where he just leaves his, he hangs his players like the dry too often mm. I think he expects them to do things they can't do but on, on the fact that they've had some sloppy results obviously they have every team apart from Liverpool's had some sloppy results this season no I know but I think Everton fans are thinking they should be looking they should really be looking up the table as in how could we maybe challenge for Europa League but I think in the back of their minds they're thinking it is more likely to go the other way that they would find themselves in a relegation scrap rather mm. than in a fight for the Europa League and for the amount of money they've had for some of the quality of players for I would argue as well as you look the quality of the manager you think to yourself there should just be a little bit more it's a really curious curious thing because Big Sam came in and did what he did and there was never really any serious question that he was going to continue no only from him yeah well yeah Yeah. he was very serious about that Uh, but when Marco Silva comes in everyone's expectation changes it's almost like okay well this is Marco Silva now he's got a big reputation some would say unfairly uh, not 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 deserved that they they should be really up there and challenging but but if Big Sam was still in the job and they were ninth with 33 points People just, oh, it's Everton, isn't it? I mean, it's, mm. it's just Everton. I mean, that's just what they that, what they do. And realistically, the most they can hope for it this season is seventh anyway. A lot of investment, though. A lot yeah. of money being I was going to say, I mean, in, in, in pretty ill-thought-out fashion, mm. in, in areas yeah. they perhaps Let's didn't buy all the midfielders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But before, you know, Roberto Mancini, it was Mark Hughes, was it, at Man City? Unless I'm mistaken. They, you know, a managerial change can affect everything. It but, can. And, can. And to, to be honest, I think Everton are kind of victims of like players like Torsen just not delivering what people expected of mm-hmm. him. Spent a lot of money. He was kind of the great white hope for, for that team and he just hasn't, he's turned up and he's eh, kind of been bitty, hasn't he, really? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Richarlison has, has scored some goals. Mm. But I think... Even though, even then though, he's, he's inconsistent in a similar way, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, I think that that's the whole team are inconsistent. Yeah. I think Richarlison, he's one of those players that you think to yourself, do you know what, actually, a good season and all the rest of it, he could be, considering what we know he's capable of and the flashes of brilliance that he has and the goal scoring, you think to yourself, you know, he could wind up in the sort of the... On the mm. a very very outside chance of like player of the season or something like that if, if he has a really good year, but we get I think it's just it it's yeah. just not quite enough. I, well, I think this is it, isn't it? I, I I feel like um for Everton to get what they get where they want to be, they need to basically replicate what Spurs have done, which is to sign mm. cannily and and just get the best out of those players. And it just they they haven't quite got the quality. They haven't been. A, Managed to get the players of, of that caliber in, mm. and they and it hasn't gelled in the same way. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Spurs have maybe I don't know how many years ago now. Yeah, you sort of see Everton are in that. Obviously, sort of... this is the beginning of that. Process. But, but you have yeah. you have a situation where someone like Spurs, where they do have um, consistency of manager. If you if you look since mm. June 2014, Everton's net spend is the fourth highest in the league. Mm. So that that tells its own story. Yeah. But what's also come along with that is quite a lot of changeover of manager, and and then you you look further down the league and you say, well, the fifth biggest higher net spend since June 2014 is Crystal Palace. Yeah. So you know, it can go either way. Yeah. What you need is a coherent plan, right? And and the same, my, my argument before, I know it's not all about my opinion of Marco Silva, but the same way I said about Emery, changing the culture changes something. You can't expect him to undo all this work in for 22 years or whatever it was in, yeah. in six months. I would argue the same way. You can't expect Marco Silva, however good he is as a coach or isn't, 
to undo all this instability and mm. changing of ownership and changing of managers and unsettled, unsettled status around the stadium and the fan base for it being very demanding. If he is ever going to do that work, and he may not, mm. but if he is ever going to do it, he's not going to do it within the first season. Did you agree with his tactic of throwing a black cat on the pitch to try and distract everybody? I did actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although I felt very sorry for the cat who looked quite scared. I didn't like to see that. No. I don't I know. I thought, How did it get there? I think <laughs> the, did the cat look scared? It would it have made itself, itself big, would it not? If it was scared, no, that's a good point. How did it yeah, get in the gorillas? Did it pay its? Uh, did it pay on the door? <laughs> you know, stuck what? through. Yeah. Probably stuck through the pern style. Jimmy, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, well, you see, but Barry was on the pitch for about three minutes. Unbelievable. Give us Steve. a breather. Do you reckon, I, do you I hear that he, it ran more than some of the Everton players. Ran more than Ozil. Yeah. He didn't play at all. Um, did you reckon that some of the more unfit players, maybe they just take it in turns to have one of the cats down their pants and then when they want a break, just chuck it just out chuck there. Chuck it out there, yeah. yeah. Give nice. us a breather. Give us a breather. You'll never catch that. It's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> did, did the cat have little football boots on? Because no. It, oh, it would be adorable. Because if it got into the centre circle in, in paws, it deserves to be there. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. All right, after the break, we are going to talk about Crystal Palace and Cardiff City. See you in a minute. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. comes out of his goal and takes a look at the cat. The cat looks at Pickford. And the cat mm. came back the very next day. Yeah. Or the very same day. Oh, yeah. sorry about that. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Football Ramble. Luke Moore, what have you got to say for yourself? I've got some exciting news. Yeah. What? All of you in this room and for everyone listening at home. I've wet myself. Um, <laughs> Peter has wet his pants. Marcus, mm. it's back to you. More news as we get it. <laughs> well, 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 of course, if he has wet himself, you can now see it. I can. Oh. I can. No, there are extended highlights of this and every show, as well as behind-the-scenes videos, every show release day on the Football Ramble YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Football Ramble. Go and subscribe now to ensure you never miss a video or indeed a peak bathroom accident. Yes. yes. Which will almost certainly be... Ha- and this is news to me because I've been picking my nose for the last half an hour. So, uh, sorry. If, if you were to wet yourself, even if we if, didn't talk about it on the show... If. 
it would probably feature in the behind the scenes video. So if that yes. isn't an incentive to go mm. and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash football ramble, there's no helping you. I scored an excellent overhead kick in FIFA last week and I'm furious that producer Sam cut. did not make the it cut. It was against Marcus and I and I had a word. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, I honestly didn't. Poison. Didn't. Dripping um, poison in their ears. <laughs> do, would you remember the last time you wet yourself? Um, it's a long time ago. I think it was at the fair when I was about eight. I was um, I went to a church group and we went to and I didn't want to um, run away from the people I was with because they were on the waltzes. And why would I, you, you didn't want to run away? I didn't from want to them. run away because I didn't Did want, want to. to I didn't away? want to lose them oh, okay. because then I would have been double screwed. But instead, I stood there and um, purposefully wet myself instead of going to the purposely. toilet. Purposely. And I remember sort of bursting in tears on the bus home. Poor decision. So it was very embarrassing. So it was very much a delayed reaction. I was just very embarrassed about it. was water coming out of my fence. You were overflowing. But I just remember turning up at home and bursting out into tears into my mum's arms because I'd uh, wet myself. How do you recover from such a thing? Um, Uh, Just hard work. School age. (laughs) Hard work just to take a long, hard look at yourself. uh, uh, You become a broadcaster. That's what you're doing. Get them on the radio. junctions. How old were you? Eight eight years old? Uh, Probably a bit younger. So you've got to make a decision between losing your friends and wetting your pants. It's I mean, a tough I, decision. It to is. be honest, I lost my friend anyway. I don't really talk. Joel Hawkswell, I think he started mm. working with the God Channel on Did Sky. I've not seen him for talking to you after you wet yourself? Um, no, he was very Christian about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Joe, if, you, if you're listening, get in touch with Peter. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He needs, reach out. He yeah. needs affirmation of your forgiveness, which I'm sure you've already given him. Yeah. Uh, but, but he would like that in writing. I, I, re- I remember I could... the church sing, sang a song. Uh, the guy had a really out-of-tune guitar. And I remember, remember at that young age, I remember thinking... Tune That's guitar, genius, mate. Oh, Jesus is a rock and he rolls my blues away. Ooh. Jesus is a rock and he something, something, something. Jesus is a rock and he has the good news. And it was just a really happening church I was at. You sure it wasn't a flamenco guitarist? He was tuning up as he was I can remember being in the supermarket when I was a kid and uh, I'm probably a bit younger than that, four mm. or five. If you don't give me some ice cream, I'm going to wet myself. What year did... <laughs> yeah, yeah. What year did the um, Empire Strikes Back come out? Uh, 82. 82. Okay, yeah, what about Return of the Jedi? Don't know. Ooh, after that, yeah. after so that. it was for that. It was for the final one because I would have been about what, four or five. You did that in honour of the, the, no, the, the, the Death Star. Being I didn't realise it was happening. Don't tell and them. Then, what and happened. the loads of stormtroopers were in the local supermarket, and yeah. I got scared and wet myself. So we that's, that's brilliant. That. Eighty-three. So I only in three. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, you're oh. a little wet for a stormtrooper, aren't you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's piss. Yeah. That's what I said. It's piss. <laughs> did we come back from an outbreak? Yeah, yeah, we did. Can they hear this? Pete, you're supposed to do an email. All right, I f- forgive me. No, them. it's yeah. my fault. I asked the question. Pete, give us some emails, old boy. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Not the bees! Ah! You've got mail. Bad You've got mail. Trevor. Hello, Trevor Munson, for this uh, fantastic email. After laughing with delight at the cat invader at Goodison Park and being impressed by the amount of ground it covered, I decided to some advanced analytics. I reviewed multiple videos of the incident and painstakingly tracked the run of our feline hero. Based on Goodison Park's dimensions, I estimate the cat ran 288 yards in the 2 minutes and 8 seconds the videos captured it on field. If the cat could keep up that level of intensity over the average game length of 96 minutes, it would cover around 11.8 kilometres. For comparison, only four players averaged more distance covered per match in the Premier League this year. So sign him up, Everton. Thank He's got four legs instead of two. So it could probably oh, that do half is that, that. Is that half. leg doping? Is that half it, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable scenes. Um, but if you want to get just a short, shutthevotmoramble.com. Uh, Let me just find this uh, next email. Yes, there's a lot of, uh, we got a lot of messages about the um, the A-League. Uh, oh, the match, the 4-3. A-League, yeah, Brisbane have delivered again. Uh, <laughs> Brisbane poor. Brisbane. <laughs> Relevant to the, get the cats in. Brisbane yeah. Raw yeah. have had a difficult season, but 3-0 up at halftime, it looked on the up. <laughs> Wrong. Two red cards, four second half goals, sees uh, Brisbane Raw transition uh, to Brisbane Draw and onto their national state, Brisbane Poor, yeah. uh, losing 4-3. Where else in the world? Thank you very much to Tom Hendy for that email. Go on, Hendy. Terrible Hendo. stuff. Hendo. Terrible yeah. stuff. Lovely. Excellent, yeah. Peter. As Barrett. I said, yeah, if you want to get to the show, uh, shutthefootballramble.com. Super. Right. Thanks, Pete. Super. Right. There was a big win for Crystal Palace against Fulham 2-0. Roy Hodgson spoke of anxious times ahead for Palace. They're up to 14th, four points above the rally zone. Mm. I mean, that is just the ticket, isn't it, if you need a win? Fulham at home. Um, that <laughs> penalty. What was uh, Christie doing for Fulham? My mm. goodness, it was an absolute gift. And then and then Palace scored late on. Um Christian Benteke starting the game. Do you think that Hodgson probably thinking, he, he, you know, confidence booster against against to give him a rock oh, up that, that yeah. kick yeah. onto the bar was pretty. Oh, he was that really one made gutted. the highlights, didn't it? Mm. He was gutted. That one didn't even it? go in. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great effort. Uh, Mitchy Batshuayi. 
came on after signing on loan until the end of the season after cutting his loan spell with Valencia short. This is his tweet. I think he only scored once in 14 he was or 15 very poor games. Them, yeah. Right. yeah, he said, you know, sorry it didn't work out, but you know, you're a great club and uh, great supporters and blah, blah, blah. I like the cut of Batchwise. Yeah, I do as well. He seems very fun, he very was, happy, likable individual. And it's, delighted. it's weird to square that away with someone playing for Chelsea. <laughs> it's nice to see him at Palace. Well, I wonder if he's like a living example of the Peter principle where there's nothing related to UP. Where people achieve at the level they're at and they keep getting upped until they get upped by definition mm. to the one level above where they're mm. at and, and everyone goes oh right they're not that good but we had to do that to find out mm. yeah. because he obviously was very good at Marseille and that's what got him his move to Chelsea before that he had played in Belgium was decent um, he went to Dortmund and did okay yeah. didn't he um, and uh, now he's at Crystal Palace of course via Valencia but you wonder whether he's just not at that Champions League level mm. which is absolutely fine mm. it's not his fault he cost 30 million quid or whatever if that's true, then Palace have got an absolute oh, have, steal yeah. because he'll be great at that level. Very much so. Would he score goals against teams around him, which will be absolutely vital for Palace? You could argue he might do. He probably mm. will, yeah. I mean, also, he gives Palace a different dimension. Yes. You know, he's a very, very good player in the box. And obviously, with Zaha and Townsend having the pace that they do, um, that, that's that's useful. That's really, really useful. It, I it think is. with Maya behind him as well, like, that's that's great. And also, I mean, I think if Benteke is even attempting an overhead kick, there's some confidence coming back. I do agree with that. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, man of the match, he's been very good this season for yeah. Palace. Yes. Very impressive. There was uh, a little rumour, you know Guardiola loves a fullback. Well, he wants to uh, he wants to get some more in maybe at the end of the season. So there was a little tiny rumor linking him to. I would I wouldn't be surprised by Man that. City. I think I think he's been he, he's one of those ones where you you could sort of forget about him or, or lose him in the melee of so many uh, good performing footballers in the league. Blah blah blah. But English footballers, is, yes, yeah, and not only that because I think he, I think we're seeing Carl Walker on the decline now, mm-hmm. and so um, Bissaka would would one Bissaka would go in there. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. I think he's top from what I've seen. Yeah, top four quality. I've seen Palace in the flesh this season. He was great. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um, Dale and Paris for Palace fans though. Say again, mate. Uh, Dale in Paris has uh, has chipped in with a little email about his his um, progress. Basically, um, he's had the third most tackles per game in the Premier League, uh, fifth in Europe's uh, top five wow. leagues, but he's made fewer fouls, more clearances, and more blocks than those above him, which is an incredible. Uh, that is very impressive to have that yeah. high on the tackles and that low on the yes, fouls. Yeah. He, he looks, and the thing is, when you when you talk about a player looking really good, for me in his case, he's he's you need an absolute engine to play mm. fullback, and he's got that. Uh, he's got pace as well. well and positionally, he's very good. The incisiveness of his tackles as well. I was about he's, to say. He's been, of the 83 occasions an opponent has approached him with the ball this season, he's only been beaten six times. Wow. It's a hell of a success. The, the the that. Maybe that's what Markin Zaha in training does to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. <laughs> yeah. But I think the, the, the question mark you'd have over him would be the obvious one, which is if he does go up to a top four club, He's going, to exp- he's going to be expected to join in attacks more. Yeah. Mm. And he's got one assist this season, I think, in all competitions. Now, I know Crystal Palace don't score a huge amount of goals and they rely on Zaha and, and to an extent, Townsend. Calm down, Pete, on that. But can, <laughs> can he, can, does he, I don't know if we've seen enough of his attacking element of his Well, that, but that's there. playing for a Hodgson side. I Quite. Think. I, th- I think just by the looks of him and the way he plays, I think if he played for a manager, it, for a side in which he was afforded to go up the pitch, because against Palace, defence is the priority yeah. as it is down there and with the with a bit of quality they've got going forward, you'd think they'll, they'll get a goal here and there. He's also 21 years old. He's 21 years so, old. Sure. I think if he played for a side and went, oh, by the way, you can attack as well, I think he'd have a lovely time. Um, I really do. And it's not looking very good for Fulham, is it? It's not looking very good for Fulham at all. Um, I mean, after that 4-2 win against Brighton, 2-0 down at halftime, was it? They came out roaring and, and, and scored four. Mitrovic was, you know, bullying the defenders and mm. blah, blah, blah. You thought to yourself, hang on, there's a bit of fight. There's something. Four goals in a Premier League game. I think they've only done it once this season. Uh, before that, and you think, okay, there you go. And then against Palace, it was just so in- just tepid. Mm. It was... Palace are a very good pressing team, though, aren't they? Which are a little bit underrated with. And I, think I know they are, but struggle with that. Yeah, but I mean, Fulham had more of the ball, Jim. I mean, it... they've put themselves in a position where they have to win that game. Yeah, they've not won two Premier League games in a row all season. It's it's yeah. it's just it's, it's beginning to look very bleak, and and, and with Cardiff winning as well, I, Cardiff are showing more fight. We'll come on to them in just a sec. I, I I do think Fulham will be considered in the same bracket as Huddersfield very soon in the sense that people say well they're probably they're down, down. that's one from the rest of them which is remarkable really I mean Huddersfield have not spent big of course Cardiff haven't spent big Fulham have spent an awful lot of money you look at some of the names in there you know some players that people way beyond this country would know of uh, and and they're relying on, on Mitrovic the whole time and, and if I, I'd be surprised if a bigger side 
at Everton, for example, doesn't come in for Mitrovic in the summer. You give him a bit of support, you give him service, he will score goals. Mm. And at Fulham, he's just bereft of that at times, really. Despite that, he has actually scored mm. a few goals this season. So what, a, what a fit for Watford he would be. Yeah. Remember the way they play. Yeah. That's true, yeah. There we are. All right, we mentioned Cardiff there. Let's move on uh, to them. The great win and great performance from Cardiff. Uh, the emotions surrounding um, the game, of course, with uh, Emiliano Salah were, were felt very strongly in the stadium among the fans, players and manager, of course, Neil Warnock, you know, getting a bit emotional after. So... I, I, I thought the tributes were good and a, and a brilliant performance as well. Yeah, mm. the, the tribute, the performance was a, was a great tribute itself. But it's, you can't underestimate how impactful this has been for the club. I mm. mean, you know, clearly the, the the people who we should think about first and foremost are, are, are Emiliano Salah's family and friends. The football club have felt it in a big way. I mean, Neil Warnock spoken about how it was his hardest week in football, and he's been around the game a long time. Yeah. Talked about quitting. Talked about thought you know some things are more important, and he was visibly very emotional mm. after the game. And understandably so. Um, really, really, when, when it comes to the football though, really, really important win for them. Vital win. And and uh, if I was a Bournemouth fan, I'd be really disappointed because obviously they have such a notable win in the um, in, in the week against, against Chelsea. Chelsea. And of course, you know, David Brooks got injured fairly obviously. And that was, uh, that was disappointing for them to take. And maybe that took away some of their momentum. Of course, it was going to be a difficult game for them to approach given what's happened at Cardiff. Mm. Um, but... The emotion and, and and the situation aside, when the football game's there to be played, it's that old adage, isn't it? And Addy Howard has said this before the game. There's no point going to beat Chelsea four 0 mm. if you can't go and beat Cardiff. That would have been the team talk. Mm. Yet they were they weren't really in it. Yeah, I just I wonder if Warnock in his team talk before the game, the players were aware of the situation. I just wonder, you know, they fly out the traps, make it difficult, and the occasion could affect Bournemouth as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't you can't discount that. But yeah. but in pure sort of footballing math terms, if you like, I know what you mean by Bournemouth. It was a little bit disappointing. Do you think there's an element of trying to um, integrate Dominic Solanke as well? Because it, it, it did look a little bit disjointed when you got a new player coming in. Yeah. I really want to see Solanke do something. He's yeah, I, I want to see what he's about. I feel yeah. like we've been told he's very good uh, since his days at Chelsea and moving to Liverpool from Chelsea was weird because you'd expect that you're going to get just as little game time. Um, yeah. But I feel like he's not really had enough of a platform to, to show us what it is that, that makes him so highly and, rated. And it's almost, it feels to me like these players get a reputation through absence, right? Mm. So they don't play, they're really highly rated but they don't ever really play consistently for but you see you see them playing for England under 21 Southgate might put one or two of them on the bench I think, I think Solanke came on in a friendly against Brazil maybe yeah. he's got a full cap it's yeah. funny because they come with this ready made reputation and we're seeing it now with Callum Hunter-Nadoy as well and it's they almost feel like a fake player yeah it's a weird thing I know what you mean I suppose you could argue if, if we're being a bit harsh on Bournemouth because if, if Brooks is out injured and obviously Wilson is their best forward and he's out injured yeah. you sort of they're away from home possibly yeah, but I, I just I would have just been right Bournemouth are known for their inconsistency, right? And then they follow up a Chelsea game with that kind of performance. I know Solanke's new and all the rest of it, but you fancy him to have enough about him to win that game. Well, what about Cardiff themselves, though? They're two points behind Burnley, Southampton and Newcastle. They're obviously still in the relegation zone. Can Warnock keep them up? They're picking up points, aren't they? I did not yeah, see this coming, because yeah. no. when they first started, they were a bruising team. They were. Uh, but they found a bit of... They found a bit of rhythm. Well, if you look at those teams, Burnley have started to turn the screw. They were unlucky not to get all three points against Manchester United. Okay, they salvaged a point against well, Southampton. They've lost for ages. They're no, still yeah. only two points ahead of them, though. The, uh, sorry? Burnley are yeah. still only two points ahead of Cardiff. Yeah, I just said, yeah. The, the, right. the, 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 uh, Cardiff are only two points behind Burnley, sorry. Southampton and Newcastle. And and Southampton, obviously, Hassan Hootel's gone in there and, and improved the situation a bit. Newcastle, you would think that with, with Benitez pulling the strings and all the, that they they wouldn't go down and again they were unlucky against Spurs a game which you two chaps were at Pete and Luke yeah that was oh, a yeah. poor game really I mean <clears throat> Newcastle was similar to the, the Chelsea performance they they, they had a couple of chances I think if they had been a bit more confident Newcastle they could have got mm. something out of it I, I, though I do think though um, that those two, three teams above Cardiff you can make decent arguments as to why they'll stay in the Premier League and that could just be bad news for Cardiff. I don't think yeah. Palace will mm. drop enough points and I don't think Brighton will either because Brighton's so good at home and after that you're at West Ham and you can't see them getting relegated. So it is going to involve, from Cardiff's point of view, one of Newcastle, Southampton or Burnley's tripping up. Of course, everything can change. Mm. But Newcastle were so well organised against Spurs. That's it. Spurs dominated the ball. They had the lion's share of possession. They were the better team, blah, 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 as you'd expect. But what does it take for them to win? Well, it takes an error from the goalkeeper, yeah. who's otherwise very, very good. Mm. Uh, and Newcastle could have come out of that with a point, which would have been massive for them. They like, just, like Christian Atsu's shots? Yes, were literally massive on him. The hugest shots I've ever seen really? in football. 
Well, they they were making, making their own point. It's because he's so small. Yeah, I, but, but even though losing 1-0, obviously the manner of, of the goal and late on in the game is very frustrating and you'd rather have a point. Even losing 1-0 away actually isn't that bad a result considering goal difference. And yeah. goal difference could well come into it. And they, again, they're not hemorrhage They don't no, hemorrhage goals. That, that is the difference. That's the one thing that, 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 that Rafa does instill in them. They're, they're not great um, up top, but they, they certainly can defend. Yeah. They certainly can, Peter. Mm. All right, after the break, we're going to go to the championship and the WhatsApp group. See you in just a minute after Pete <laughs> presses the button. Don't be rude. Rather than throwing it. Where I come from, the black cat is always bad luck. Oh, no. <laughs> but I don't want to see black cats again. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday. How did our best better get on Luke Moore? Laughing stock. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't. We need a new one. Yeah. That's the salient point. Yeah. But. <laughs> Because although Man United won, Paul Pogba did not score. But he yeah. did provide an amazing assist yeah. on one hand. But on the other hand, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. So show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line. We'll pick another one on Thursday. We're in a bit of a barren run at the moment, sadly. So yeah. we need we need someone who thinks they can step up and pull that um, betting sword from the stone. <laughs> okay. I yeah. like that. And chop the head off some profit. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Let's go to the championship. Big win for Norwich. Big, big, big. Beat Leeds 3-1 away. Uh, they go top of the league, of course, on goal difference. Leeds, Leeds. looked unstoppable, didn't they, at the start of the season? <laughs> yeah, they've wow. lost four of their last six in the league. We, we mentioned. Go. We Here we go. <laughs> it's happening. This is like in Scream 2. In Scream 2, right, people start getting killed again. Yeah. And everyone's speculating about whether the, the serial killer's back. Yeah. And like, is it a copycat thing? Is it happening mm. again? Yeah. And everyone for the first third of the film goes, it's not happening again. Don't be silly. This is like Leeds. It is again. happening again. <laughs> they're going to finish in the playoffs. They're not going to get promoted. And, and that is my official all over again. Can you see that? Uh, yes. Playoffs. Hang on by the skin of their teeth in the playoffs. Nothing left in the tank. Don't get promoted. Mm. Bielsa goes. It'll be sad because I'd love to see him in the Premier League. Is this your uh, more Mostradamus? Uh, is this your? Well, this is an early Mostradamus uh, prediction. I think it's easy for you to say. Well, <laughs> we did mention at the start of the season, as did other people. It cannot go unnoticed what happened at Athletic Bilbao and Marseille. Mm. It's not happened everywhere in his career, but they're the real sort of two most recent. And, and he's in the most demanding league he's probably ever worked. In. Exactly. Yeah. Physically. Uh, and and I know I do understand that other teams in that top five are are dropping points. I mean. You know, Norwich themselves have had three draws and a defeat in their last six. Uh, and, and Middlesbrough have lost a game and drawn a couple and Sheffield United and West Brom. And West Brom were beaten, of course, at the mm. weekend. But Leeds have lost four of their last six, mm. you know. And I think they they will know that they're starting to run short of energy. Yeah. And if that happens, it's a relentless division. There's still 16 games left. I, I mean, they could, yeah. technically they could come about 12th. <laughs> but I, mean, I hope they stick it out. But I just I just fear for them because Norwich were, were, were decent. They were very good, yeah. Uh, I mean, Leeds are away to Middlesbrough next. Yeah. That is not what you want to go to Tony Pulis's side who beat West Brom, of course. Um, Sheffield United, just three points behind the top two. Mm. Three points, mm. Sheffield United are off those those chaps. Uh, incredible stuff. Norwich host, and I will call them, sorry Ipswich yeah. um, <laughs> next. And you might think to yourself, oh, is a derby game just a ticket for Ipswich to try and get back? Surely Norwich. The old Pamela. farm derby. Yeah, uh, not too good at but, all. But on, on, on that Bielsa thing as well, I mean, he said himself, like, when, when people have said to him, oh, well, how do you sum up your career? He's like, well, I'm not a winner. I've not won things. And he hasn't won things. Mm. And, and and so that is a thread that continues. Mm. Now you could say, okay, well, he doesn't need to win anything to get promoted to the Premier League, which is true. But And they're still joint top and they're, they're only second, I think, on, because of two goals difference. So, I mean, they've done the hard foundation and the hard work and you wonder whether they've got enough about them to beat all the teams who are yeah. right on the bottom, whoever they play next, they might pick up enough points just to scrape it. But they're only three points ahead of Sheffield United, as you say. Maybe he's aiming to finish second. <laughs> Maybe. That's yeah, not a winner. Job. Well, you better not overshoot it because he's doing a pretty good job so far. <laughs> Beals, uh, I can't think of many examples of the top of my head. Beals strikes me as, you know, when you get a film or even a band and maybe not that many people have heard about them, but the, the big, really massive, successful bands or the, or the, or the huge films, oh, but that was a huge influence yeah, to me. Yeah. And that particular film maybe didn't make as much money as some went on to a Hollywood production or something like that. Beals is right. almost like the sort of oh, manager yeah. of Holland. Right. He's, yeah. the, he's the Milburn to the Arctic Monkeys. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <Milburn>. <laughs> right. Or Wow. Uh, no, I was about to say the Pixies to Nirvana, but that's not a very good one. 
Mm. Not very, very good one. Mm. Insert whichever band or film, whichever you want. Now, uh, Middlesbrough beat West Brom 3-2 away. Uh, great win for them. Great win for them. Both sides on 50 points in fourth and fifth. I personally would like to see West Brom go up. Okay. I like they the shot fact... themselves in the foot against Borough. That first goal was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I I, I like uh, that they, they play attacking football. They've scored a lot of goals. I, I mean, West Brom sides have played quite attacking football before going up. I think Tony Mowbray. Yeah, I, mean, I think they play quite a quite a nice expansive game. So that's interesting to me, Marcus. Do you want to see West Brom go up? Because yeah. to me, I see them as a bit, bit of a yo-yo team. Obviously, they had an extended spell in the Premier League before, uh-huh. and I just feel like eh, I'd like them all to be go a bit up. drab, wouldn't it? West th- Brom I coming up. We, I think we should have someone new. No, not dra- well because of the, are they the highest scorers in the championship. They might well be. It's not that drab, and also as well to make a sort of slightly um, more poignant point. Perhaps um, don't have many English managers in the Premier League. Don't have many young English managers and black English managers as mm. well in general. So that would be great to see uh, Darren sure. Moore certainly. Okay. I would like to see um, some classic Premier League teams who have fallen by the wayside yeah. come up. So a combination of sort of Leeds or Derby or Norwich, Forest or, or Forest. That'd be <laughs> Forest. Great. Nowhere near it. That'd be great. <laughs> Nowhere near it. <laughs> not, not Middlesbrough. I mean, For, they could be Forest, classic Premier League. It they've could... been up though, haven't they? They've been up. Forest down, are five points of the plaid. It's not ridiculous. Mm. No, true enough. I think well, but just knowing the club when, though, when, yeah. when, when Sunderland came up that time with Roy Keane I'm pretty sure I mean I'm making this up but it was something like Roy Keane took over like oh, it was now outrageous. and they were bottom yeah. and they got promoted it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer stuff it was yeah. <laughs> Ian Dowie did a similar thing at Palace didn't he where he had an amazing amazing oh, rise with him and the reverse for Newcastle so. <laughs> yeah. very funny very funny um, oh, Stevie Bruce won his first match in charge of Sheffield Wednesday 1-0 away nice to, to see. Ipswich yeah. I mean Ipswich are in a terrible state and we, yeah. and we have sympathy for them but it's nice for Steve Bruce who's a Awful year or yes. two, and personally, and found he it very, very difficult. eloquently. He about did, it, he? he did. I think he was treated quite unfairly, and, and although we like to tease him, we do think he's a good, a good lad. Oh yeah, he's had a terrible yeah, we like time of it, so good for him to get back in the seat. And I, I do think, on one level, it's a pretty uninspiring appointment on Sheffield Wednesday's behalf to get him in because of his his track record and all that kind of stuff. But you know, after the couple of years he's he's had, you know what? I don't begrudge him it. I don't begrudge him it. There's surely another Brucey bonus in there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, absolutely. So well, Wednesday uh, be another one, by the way. Well, he Hills got... were back in the Premier League. Ah, well, it wasn't his Bruce's Villa side. They got to the playoffs last year. Mm. It was only Fulham. Yeah. They were, so you know, yeah. Still a little bit. And look so, at what Fulham have done with it. You'd be yeah. so annoyed as a Villa fan. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you trying to say? You're looking for someone to take you really close, but not quite get there. Steve Bruce is your man. Well, hang on a minute. I mean, speaking of Villa fans, you know, some people think I am one. Anyway, it's time for the WhatsApp group. It is time for the WhatsApp group. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? WhatsApp! Oh, God's sake! Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Now, I did say at the start of the show that uh, a certain villain knows my name, Gabby Agbon Lahore. Um, yes, uh, Pete... Take, I, it, I mean, take it away. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Hi, Marcus. Thank you for being an Aston Villa fan. Really appreciate the support. And yes, Wenger Eriksson was a great England manager. Up the Villa. Would you like to explain that, Peter? Um, you can go on a website <laughs> and pay um, Gaviag Bonlahar $30 to, <laughs> to say whatever you want. Dollars? Yeah. Not even um, in pounds. And he, and he produced a video that can only be described as, uh, I don't know, like, would you say louche? Like he's just basically in his um, house court slash uh, dressing gown. Yeah. It looks, like he's, no, it looks like he's about to videos. ask for enemy soldiers to be removed from disputed territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or for someone to, I don't know, change the bedding in his hotel room. I mean, it looks like he's forgotten that he has to do all of these. <laughs> and he's backed out well, about 40 yeah. of them I, w- I would say that uh, a friend did uh, use uh, a WWE superstar, the great Carly, uh, this gigantic uh, Indian dude uh, who filmed it the next day. Gabby Agbon Lahore took about two weeks to do it. So, yeah. And I'd forgotten that I'd actually done it. So there we go. I don't, think Gabby, little... I, don't, sorry, Jim, I don't think Gabby thought his career would turn out this week. No. <laughs> He's 31, isn't he? Well, do you want, well, you're 31, which is crazy, really, isn't it? Um, do you want to see um, other footballers who are also on this website that yeah. allow you to... Um, go on, then. So you got, I, I'll give you the name of the footballer, yeah. and you've got to guess how much it costs. Cost. Okay, so, so Gabby, Gabby's 30 bucks. He's, yeah. yeah, he's 30 bucks. I'm going to abstain from this, because I had a look earlier. Okay, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jim wins every quiz, anyway. Yeah. Oh. To the rules, well done, Jim. <laughs> Fairly to prepare, has proud to fail. Uh, Carlton Cole, how much do you reckon? Ah, oh, Marcus, I think he's got to be... I think he's 45 boys. No, I think he's the same as Gabby. No, I think 30 boys. 45. 45. 60 boys. 60? Double? You get two Gabbies for that? I'll take two Gabbies all day. Gibral Cissé. Oh, he's got to be higher. 75. Uh, yeah, I think 80. 60. Oh, yeah. Ledley King, 50. Oh, you've got to be higher for Ledley. I know, he's brilliant though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Michael Jubery, 35. Sean Wright Phillips, $40. We were guessing. I'm not guessing anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Give, us one, give us one more. Yeah. Adrian Mutu. 
Oh. I wonder what he's going to spend the money yeah. on. <laughs> Sixty a grand. No, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon Mutu's going to outprice himself. I reckon he's a hundred. A hundred. Well done. There you go. Oh, nice. You one. win, Marcus. There's loads. Of, there's loads of people. I, down I had here. a particular favourite one. You've probably noticed it. Uh, Jermaine Pennant. No, no. Oh, what was Pennant? I missed it. Guess how much Jermaine Pennant? Tenner. Two hundred fifty dollars. He's getting no commissions for that. There's Michael Essien in there. There's. Uh, I know. My, my favourite one was, was Uncle Avi. Have you Grant. Grant. Oh, I can't Love see that. Oh. Yeah. oh, yes. How much is that, um, uh, Jim? Oh, seven quid. Do you have, do you have a guess? Seven. Day. A thousand dollars. Again, I wonder what he's going to spend that on. A thousand dollars is like 20 seconds long. A thousand <laughs> flipping. For... We're in the wrong. Can we get on that? <laughs> in the wrong game. Do you think yeah. Gabriel Bonlehor thought to himself, oh, how much should I charge? I mean, could. 30? Would they do it for 30? Yeah. And then he's looking at that website going, hang on a minute. Grand. It's, yeah. the, it's the footballers who actually kind of had a bit of Adnan Janazai, uh, Janazai, uh, $300. I mean, yeah. it's just... He is still sort of... He's still he's, playing He's that, still right? about, isn't he? But, but oh, I think... He's over a grand of thousand. What we should do is get listeners to email in or tweet in, so shout at com or yeah. at Football Ramble yeah. and rank what us. What they would pay. Rank us. What they would yeah. pay for each of us. <laughs> Donny will be the highest. You'll be up there as well. Please. Me and Jim will be fine. No, I'll, I'll, be on, I'll be on Live Jasmine. Yeah, Willow people. <laughs> live Jasmine only, guys. <laughs> Anyone who's listening, please don't pay Avram Grant a thousand dollars for no, that. No, I don't know what he'll do for a thousand. I wouldn't pay him to manage a thousand dollars by video link. I wouldn't give him a season. Can we have a ninety-minute video from you, yeah. please? I love oh, it no, or a half-time tea talk. Grant a thousand. I mean, at least like Michael Essien, whatever he is, <laughs> he's like, a legend. Yeah, right? like a, a phenomenally good footballer. People will remember him and all the rest of it. There'll be young people going, Avram Grant it was. I don't remember him. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I remember him all right. Though, to be fair, he didn't take us to the cup final. He so. did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what about this to finish on uh, <sighs> then? Peter Crouch made his Burnley debut on the weekend. Still getting moved to Premier League clubs at the age of 30. I wanted him to come to Portsmouth so badly. Wasn't his um, oh, kit really small? Like his his, his tracksuit was, track was too small for me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they raised that just can't do. Yeah. And somebody put, like, I think when they were when he played for QPR, uh, somebody, some wag put um, a sign on like a high kind of on a bridge. bridge thing. Yeah. Mind your head crouchy. I think yeah. somebody did the same thing. No, that was thing, a Burnley, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, both. Did, it's a copy oh, of the QPR original. Yeah. Well, there is a butcher's in Burnley that has a new sausage for sale called Crouchy's Red Hot Robot. Sounds rude. It's, it's, a, it's very loud. <laughs> there's, wow. there's a lot of reaching going on there. Yeah. Well, Jim, <laughs> you say. I'll eat it. Apparently, there's a, there's a Mexican kind of vibe which just provides nice. the spice and the hotness. I don't understand what the relevance of that yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. It, well, he does like his nachos. True. He? So he does like Mexican True. Food, doesn't he? True. That, um, yeah. Did you see the uh, the Barnsley footballer, um, Alex Mowat, um, as he comes off the field um, after scoring <laughs> a, a decent peach of a goal? Well, it wasn't he, that. He congratulated himself. Yeah, it wasn't that good a goal. I haven't seen this. What a screamer that was by me. <laughs> Excellent. Love a lovely, lovely bit of accentuary. What a screamer that was by me. By me. Yeah. yeah. But it I wasn't mean, a screamer, though. Keeper should have saved it. Maybe what, he's being sarcastic. Didn't know, did he? Yeah, I, th- oh, yeah, I think mate. I will give him benefit of the doubt. I think he's being a sarky. Yeah. A sarky sausage. Oh, what are you doing? Just started watching the goal. Right, well, Pete's bored, so that means the show will end right here. Thank you very much. What everybody. a fuck up by <laughs> me. What <laughs> <laughs> listening. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete D. See you later. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me. There it is. There we go. was a Radio Stakhanov production. What a podcast by us. That was dreadful. I didn't know what you were going to do. Do we do it again? Yeah. What What a a podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 